Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And today we have a little bit of a different circumstance because producer Kaina is, in fact, on a very, very, very well-deserved vacation. And we definitely want to wish her the absolute best in that and that she's having fun visiting with her daughter. And so that's tremendously cool. So um, for those of you who uh, have an interest in calling in, you can go ahead and call in. And so I'll be picking up the calls on the switchboard. If you want to speak to me, then press 1, and that will let me know that uh, you want to speak to me. Otherwise, uh, if you just call in and you just want to listen, then that's absolutely fine. And you can just listen in. And for those of you in the chat room, I have opened up the chat room but it will kind of be you guys on your own for a bit until I finish the show. So it's always amazing to see how much someone does for you because it is always really easy. I just log in and she handles the rest. But when we have an opportunity to really experience something, it is always really neat to be able to go, wow, it's wonderful how much this person really helps me in my life. So, blessings to you, Kaina, wherever you're at, and um, just enjoy. So, today's show, we're going to be talking about, I called it by invitation only, sometimes less advice is more. And understand that pretty much I spend the vast majority of my day giving advice. People come to me with either wellness questions or spiritual questions. And the big thing is, what do I do? You know, what is your recommendation to me? And so, yeah, I kind of spend a lot of time giving an opinion. So it is a very cool thing when somebody asks you for your opinion. The question then becomes, how is it that we can make our opinion matter the absolute most? Now, I've got it easy because people come and they pay me for my opinion, and that's the job I do, to be able to give them the absolute best treatment that I can with the circumstances that I have based on the information that I have. So when we look at the idea of giving advice, and giving information, sometimes we have to be a little bit, shall we say, selective, especially when we're dealing with somebody who's in a real, you know, a really tough circumstance and a really tough situation. And often when somebody is in a tough situation, because I know I work this way, if I'm in a tough spot, the first thing I want is for someone to hear me out for someone to say, hey, this is what I'm going through and it sucks 
and I'm scared, and it's upsetting to me. And sometimes the most important thing is to be able to get those things out first. It doesn't mean that, you know, somebody wants our opinion right then because there's a fine line between wanting to express yourself and wanting an opinion because sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just want to be heard out. And the important thing is to be able to set aside what our intention is, to set aside what it is that we want to do or we want to express and give enough time for that person to be able to say, okay, this is what I need. And, you know, maybe what they need most is just a vent. And there are times, even in what I do, where the main thing that a person wants to do is just vent. And, you know, well, this is bothering me and this is bothering me. And I know that's not all of what's bothering them, but I know that it's part of what's bothering them. So I kind of have to, you know, sit through it and go, okay, what is it that, that you need? What is it that you're looking for? And often it's not that they're looking for a particular solution to a physical problem. They're looking for someone to say, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here witnessing this for you. How is it that I can help you? And sometimes the answer to that is I don't know. And it, because it's, this has come up for me, you know, a lot of times when things come up for me, you know, it kind of makes me go, hmm, if I'm going through this, I'll bet there's some other folks that are having an issue with it. And when I'm dealing with people who are having that level of, of conflict where, you know, they just want to figure out how they can better manage their lives or how they can deal with a problem, unless they ask me for it, there's a good chance they're not wanting me to solve their problem. And it does. It gets very frustrating because when you've got somebody who obviously needs some really good advice and yet when as soon as you get it and as soon as you start saying, well, you know, this is the situation you're in, this is what you need to do, and you see them draw back or maybe they lash out at you or maybe if it's you when, you know, you just basically want to talk about something and somebody immediately starts telling you that you've been doing stuff wrong and this is why you're in this situation and this is what you need to do to fix it, people don't respond well to that. People don't say, oh, thank you so much for pointing out my errors. Thank you so much for pointing out the things I did wrong. They want to know that they're being heard and they want to know that they're being respected especially if a part of the problem is is that they feel disrespected, that they feel like someone has mistreated them, and they don't know what to do about it. You know, it is frustrating. And sometimes you got to sit and, and let them circle the airport a few times. And in the work that I do, you know, someone may come in with back pain and then begin an absolute tirade about a friend, a work situation, a family member, and I can watch their body tensing up as they're talking about it. Now, 
as I'm watching the body tense up, I know I've got to give it a little bit of lead on that. I've got to let them work through the process because after a while, they just start relaxing just because they're starting to get it out of the system. It, it kind of goes over the hump of, you know, this is unfair and this is lousy and da-da-da-da, and that's why my back hurts is because all these other people are aggravating me. And then it kind of peaks, and then it starts to go down. And as long as you can ride that ride with them, you ultimately reach a place where the person takes a deep sigh and may look at you and say, wow, I really needed to get that out. Thanks. Now, is that an invitation for advice or, or information? Probably not. But you can ask. You can say, you know what, I, I really appreciate that you trusted me with this, and I'm sorry you're going through the things you are going through. You know, there may be a couple of things that might be helpful to you and that I've experienced. Would it be okay if I shared that with you? And maybe they say yes, and maybe they say no. Usually when it's phrased that way as opposed to, well, you know what, what you need to do and what your problem is, that closes doors. That's like trying to get somebody to take your hand and your fist is closed. It makes it really easy. If the fist is open and the hand is reaching out saying, hey, I understand and I'm here with you. I hear what you're saying. How about we figure this one out together? I'm offering that to you. Because what that can do is that can set up a bridge for that person to not feel so alone. Maybe they actually think that they're the only one experiencing this. And in their mind, they are. That no one has ever experienced it in the way that they're experiencing it. You don't understand, which is often the response when somebody is addressed in a way that, well, this is your problem. The phrase, this is your problem, usually is not followed by anything that's going to be helpful. It is generally taken, even if it's not intended that way, it's taken as a criticism. I may have someone come into my office who is experiencing body pain and they don't work out and they lead a very sedentary lifestyle and they do all the things that generally do not promote health or wellness. Yes, I could cut them off and say, well, yes, I hear you complaining, I hear you going on about all this, but bottom line, what your problem is, is this. What that does is it completely cuts off their chance to figure it out for themselves. And sometimes that makes all the difference. If we can let people figure out for themselves what it is that they need. Because we're all, you know, we've all been around in this world quite a bit. Even if you're young, you've had your life, a certain level of life experience. And sometimes when folks are young, it's very easy to say, oh, well, you know, you guys don't understand. You don't, you're too young to understand. When a young person looks at me and tells me that they love someone, and it, let's say it's a teenager who says, I love this person, 
and I will never love anyone like them, and nobody understands, and this person is the center of my world. Well, that's all true. They have never loved like that person. And the fact that they feel it, and they feel it very intensely, the last thing you want to do if you want to create a trust situation with them is to say, you're, oh, well, you're too young to understand what love is. How many of us older folks heard that at some point and it just went so badly and it hurt us so deeply and we felt so devalued? If someone had said, well, you know what, I hear what you're saying and I get that you totally love this person and sometimes love can hurt. Would you like to talk about it? Any invitation for that person to express what they need to express is an invitation to them feeling safe to allow you to ride with them through that process. And as someone is explaining to me about, well, and there's this body pain, but there's this person at work, and they're the ones doing it, and da-da-da-da, and all of this, and yes, maybe it's a pity party for a little while. But if I let them ride it, in many cases, you can be able to just see that transition point where they kind of take a breath and go, well, yeah, but, you know, this is the thing that I'm doing, you know, and I get that. I totally get that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's good. And just go the route. Ultimately, they reach a place where they understand what their responsibility in is in it, and they can actually start thinking of solutions. It doesn't require a lot of intervention. And often when we go to a place of telling somebody what they need to do, all we're going to get is resistance because at that point they don't trust us. And maybe it takes me an extra few minutes. Maybe the person just has to sit down on the couch before I put them on the adjustment table and say, okay, I think we need to talk for a few minutes. Let's, let's figure this out. Because maybe they've been carrying that for a long time and they've just been looking for a safe place to put it. And when it's us, when we're that person that is saying, you know what, I have this problem, I've got this thing, it's aggravating me, I just need to get this out. I just need to talk about it. Find someone that you can just sit and let it go, and they'll sit and listen. You know, they're not going to enable. They're not going to say, oh, you know, yeah, you're totally right. Someone who has the ability to just say, you know what, that is so hard. I can see this is really painful for you. You want to talk about it. Then they can express themselves. And we, you know, as the person who needs to express it, if we can find a safe place to put that, it allows us to be able to take, well, to take responsibility for parts of it, but to be able to let things start to move. Because when you get stuck in that situation, when you get stuck in that moment of offense, whether it's us or whether it's someone we're dealing with, getting stuck in that moment is really tough to get out of once you've been in it for a bit. If you've got an old resentment that is just tightening up every muscle in your body, yeah, the potty is going to react to it. 
you're going to come and maybe see me or someone like me, and they're going to say, well, you need to lighten up. You need to reduce stress. You need to exercise more. And maybe what they need to hear is, you know what? This is obviously really intense for you, and I'm really sorry that you're going through this. Maybe it's a good idea for you to talk to someone. I mean, if you don't feel that you're the right person for them to talk to, which is a tremendously cool thing to acknowledge, like, you know what? Maybe you should talk to someone about this because I really think that it'll be helpful for you to get this out with someone who can help you kind of work through it. And usually that's taken pretty well. You know, telling them, you know what, I just think you're crazy. You you need to get some help. That isn't taken real well. But an acknowledgement that the person is going through something, and it's valid. It It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If they're feeling it, it's valid for them. So working from their perspective, working from that place of, okay, let's just figure this out. And you can decide where you want to go from there. But by making it an invitation, by accepting their invitation for you to participate in this process, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a a, a reverend, a minister, a spiritual counselor, a life coach, I mean, life coaches do go through a lot of training to be able to just listen and identify where that person is at, what their real question is, and help them figure out what that real question is by creating a dialogue, by inviting that person to say what they need to say. At least good life coaches. I've known some really, really good ones. And I've known some that, you know, kind of come across in a different way. And I know that when I'm dealing with people and I've got something on my mind or on my heart, All I want to hear is, wow, I'm sorry you're going through that. Would you like to talk about it? And then wait for me to answer. Um, I was talking to somebody who was kind of irritated because they had some minor thing going on in their home. And they were using a particular type of cleaner. And they mentioned it to a friend and the friend just went off and was like, well, you can't do that, and it's not biodegradable, and it's not earth-friendly, and da-da-da-da, and this is what you're going to do, and this is what you're going to go by. And the person just totally withdrew very angrily from that person and saying, who are you to tell me that I'm wrong, that I'm doing horrible things to the earth, and all of that, whether or not that's true, and, and however you hold that, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. For that person in that time, in that moment, it's important to go really, tell, you know, to say, you know, why don't you tell me more about that? You know what? And, and this would have been an entirely different reaction. And I said, look, what if that person had said to you, wow, you know what? I've had that problem before, and I know it can be tough. And, you know, there's this stuff that I use, and it's really cool because not only does it work, but it does have less chemicals that might be a little less harmful for your environment and might be healthier. So I really recommend it and back off. And this person said, you know, if they had approached me that way, I probably would have tried it. But 
I didn't want to try anything they said just because they came at me as if they were telling me what to do. And sometimes all all you need is to rephrase something in a way that you know you would be happy to hear it. There are times when I have to give people news that they don't want to hear. There are times when I have to have discussions that someone may or may not be receptive to and that I know they may react to me. So if I know, hey, this person's coming from fear, they're not feeling safe, maybe they're feeling insecure about choices they've made, and I know to a certain extent, you know, I mean, I may catch that a little bit. I know not to take it personally. And if you're dealing with somebody who's counseling you or whatever, just make sure that they don't take things personally, especially if it's our friends. And if someone says, you know, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that, it's like, well, you know what? You need to get off my back and you need to leave me the heck alone. Rather than taking that phrase personally like, well, how dare you? I was just trying to help. We can come from a different place and say, you know what? I'm really sorry. I overstepped, you know, a boundary there, and I really apologize. Because I care so much for you, I was a little too enthusiastic, and I wasn't listening to you, and I'm really sorry. Can we start over again? And why don't you tell me what it is that is bothering you? And as long as you're not spending the time that they're talking, formulating the response in your head, it goes a lot smoother to totally listen. There used to be a phrase, active listening, to totally and completely listen to someone as they're going through their process of kind of thinking out whatever it is that's going on with them. Then you just, you know, ask little tiny questions. You know, the the big joke's like, well, how did that make you feel? Which is actually a really good question to ask. You know, it may sound a little like, you know, well, that's psychobabble or what. They always ask you, how you, how does that make you feel? They ask it because it's a really good thing to know. If you're working with somebody and you say, okay, you know, that that must have been, you can reword it. Wow, that must have been really hard for you. And they would take that and go, yeah, it was. It's like, wow, you know, can you... Could you tell me how that was, how that related to you or how, how the difficulty of that affected you? Because if you can find out what it is that someone is really having to deal with, then it makes the dialogue a lot easier. It takes it to a place where I'm here to support you. I'm not here to tell you that, you know, you were totally right, that you can be a victim if you want to. And I will listen. And at the end of that listening, you have the right to say whether or not you would like my input. Now, if you have a problem holding that space, and and there's no reason why everybody would be comfortable with that. Some people just aren't. And if you acknowledge that in yourself, it's like, you know what, I can only listen to people whine for like a couple of minutes, and then I'm going to either walk up and get up and walk away, or I'm going to tell them about themselves. Which, if that's what the person needs is to be told about themselves, maybe it'll work. And in that case, 
I would probably recommend informing the person of that. If somebody's coming up to you saying, you know what, you know, I got this and I got that and this is upsetting me, you can say, you know what, I really want to hear you out and understand this is how I work with these things. So if if those two options are not okay with you, then I think it's best we find you somebody else to talk to. Care, I will be in your corner, I will hope the best for you, and I'm not the personality that can listen to it. I had another friend who had a solution that she would use is that she would tell her friends that they have three opportunities to complain about the same thing. And after the first time, it's like, okay, you know, you only got two more. And then after the second time, all right, you've only got one more. And then she said the friend came back to her and she goes, okay, before you start, understand this is your third time. So do you really want to burn that now? And she said that her friend thought and said, no, I don't think I want to burn that one now and walked away. So that's also another tool that could be used by letting them know, okay, here's here's the ground rules for this discussion. This is what I'm willing to give. This is how far I'm willing to go. This is what I'm likely, how I'm likely to respond. If that doesn't resonate with you, let's go see if we can find you somebody else to talk to. And maybe after that, the person goes, hmm, do I really need to go into this with somebody? It's about finding the right person coming the right person for someone else to talk to. It's about setting aside what it is that you think is best for that person and inviting them to tell you what they believe is best for them. And what is best for them may or may not be right. And sometimes it's tremendously, tremendously hard not to go into the place of, oh, for God's sakes, just do this and you'll be fine. We've got to wait and wait, and sometimes wait a little longer to let them go through their process. Because when somebody is able to talk something out, maybe they're just venting, but then at the end, they reach that place of understanding. Maybe they say, wow, wait a minute, something just hit me. If I do this differently, then I can, I can be able to get a different outcome. And as Einstein said, to do what is it? The definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting a different outcome. So if when somebody comes to you or you go to them and the exchange is, wow, I've had a really lousy day, this is what's going on, and the other person either cuts you off and says, well, you know what, I've had a lousy day too, but you don't hear me complaining about it. That's not an invitation. That is a slam door. And the person will treat it like that. So being able to find the balance point. Like I said, it doesn't matter if you're a professional counselor, if you're a minister, a reverend, um, a spiritual leader, a doctor, anyone who deals with people. Are, at some point, you're going to deal with that person in a bad mood or in a state of fear or in a state of aggravation the best thing to do is check in with yourself, say, you know what, do I have time to listen to this? Am I willing to listen to this? Do I have the patience to listen to this? And if any of those answers are no, then you know what, let's find you somebody else to talk to. But if the answers to that question are yes, 
And you can take a few minutes to say, you know what, this is what's going on, let's hear you out, and then let's see what you want to do about it. To empower someone to be able to speak their truth is a tremendously valuable thing. And I just hope everybody finds somebody who can empower them to be able to be themselves, work through life's challenges, and then find the answer on the other side, and then be there to celebrate with them. So thank you for joining me, and I'll be back next week, and I will be going into the chat room right after this. And so if there's any questions, comments, or concerns, I will be happy to work with them then. And if you'd like to contact me or just learn more about me, you can go to my website at www.the-healing-house.com and you can also reach me at 408-372-2840. You can follow me on Twitter and you can friend me on Facebook. So until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessing. I wish you the opportunity to vent every once in a while. And I wish you someone who will sit and listen with you and then help you navigate that and celebrate with you when you're able to move past it. And I also wish you the opportunity to be that person for someone because it's a pretty amazing and sacred thing to be a part of watching somebody take a step forward. So until next time, this is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.